warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hi, I'm Bex, and I'm a primary school teacher who's taught across the age ranges and also work in further education as well, so training the next generation of teachers too. And I'm Chris Hudson, I'm a retired teacher, author and teacher trainer, and I'm very excited to be here today. And today we are exploring yet more personal social history and emotional learning outcomes with this week's story based on characters from the Bible. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Barabbas the Bandit. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback, illustrated beautifully by Ellie Booth Bentley, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Chris, Bex and Barabbas here. And well, right now, let's continue our PSHE discussion with Chris, Bex and Barabbas, because um, you've had a lot more on PSHE, Bex, didn't you? Yes, I, I often say this and I find myself saying it quite a lot, that all of these activities could be used in any year group in, our, in this primary school. But I'm just going to be focusing on ones that I think would be really applicable for early years, um, year one and year two. So that's our four year olds to our seven year olds. Hmm. Um, so the first one is really kind of honing in on that notion of thinking before you act. So I was thinking that you could um, give the children some scenarios that depending on their age and their ability to um, read, um, you could either read them out, or you could have some pictures mm. um, and the, of things that happen in school. So, for example, um, a, a problem at playtime or um, somebody's really made you really angry. And you know those um, like decision trees. Yeah. Should you yeah. um, like uh, punch them or should you go and talk to an adult? Uh-huh. And that whole where you've got to make the decision. So where you've got to have your little conscience on your shoulder. So I was thinking it would be really nice to look at some um, scenarios from in school and then to look at the scenarios from the story of Barabbas. So yeah. the, yeah. Um, before I dig a hole in the middle of the street... Should I? Um, and and just that notion of um, that we talked about in the first podcast. Actually, if he'd have had a friend or if he'd have had a conscience, would he have thought before he acted a little bit more? Hmm. So I think I would love to explore that further with the children. And then thinking early years or continuous provision in year one, you could have um, set those scenarios put out in your provision, and the children could either reenact them, and you could have the person saying stop and think before you act, and just getting the children to really think about those. Um, then there was the whole like learning from your mistakes. So getting mm. the children to think about um, when they've needed to learn from their mistakes. So mm. really making them think about their lives, the decisions that they've made, because even our um, smallest children in our early years, they, you know, they may have had um, said something they didn't mean or um, taken something home in their book bag from the provision that they shouldn't yeah. have done. And actually, how do we learn from our mistakes? And um, then linking that back from the story and thinking about, okay, um, how could Barabbas have learnt from his mistakes? And the final um, the final one was really about the power of um, words. So really thinking about all of the names that Barabbas is called within the story. So obviously oh. he gets shouted out, bandit, every 
every time, but there's robber mm. and thief. And, mm. and again, you can link this into the RE that we'll talk about in later episodes about actually the power of our words and how powerful they are. Oh, and yeah. because I think children can sometimes think, oh, if I, if I say something nasty to somebody, it doesn't have as much an, of an effect as if I like hit them. And mm. um, so talking about actually the, the way that that makes you feel on the inside. So actually Barabbas might, even when he was being called all of these names, actually talking about how powerful that would be and how much that might have hurt him yeah. to be being called yes. these things and, and talking to the children about being um, kind with their words. Because I always say to the children, you need to be kind with your words and kind with your actions because actually both hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I've done quite a lot with um, older children, actually teenagers, um, with putting actually putting labels on them, like post-its of... Um, what they say about themselves or what people say about them, like negative and positive ones. Mm. And there's some clips that you can use if you were in year five or six um, of some TV shows where they project where one of um, it was One Tree Hill, um, where they projected oh. um, all the things that this girl thought about herself. And then her friend went and wrote over them with actual truths. Oh. So you can also um, link that into the think what do you think about yourself what do you call yourself the power of what you speak over what you say to yourself and actually replacing things that aren't true with good things you could link all of these together couldn't you Mm. because you could in your earlier example of um you know the the choice tree um you could have some of those which are literally just based on something that's being said Mm -hmm. um and in terms of learning from the mistakes uh, this is probably moving more towards um uh, an ages seven plus thing but i was thinking this this could make a great board game (laughs) if um as you as you make choices you um accrue points and those um points determine what choices you actually get in future scenarios so maybe maybe if you have some sort of setup where um there are there's a choice of tracks that you can go down but those tracks are based on the previous choices that you've made if you see what i mean yeah probably probably requires a lot more thought than i I can give you in 20 seconds there's also those adventure books aren't they (laughs) where you get to a page and you can say okay um if you want the character to blah blah Mm. blah turn to um page 71 Mm. if you want you know if you want barabbas to play another joke turn to page 59 if you want him to see the air of his ways turn to page and you can even uh, like um, in the English lesson, so we'll we'll probably talk about that later. And mm. um, write some of those. Oh yeah, um, I don't think we've ever suggested that before. Writing a choose your own adventure. Yes, yeah. I actually did that. It's quite complicated. You know, you need to create a whole set of decision tree little pages and map them out but it's great fun maybe even be a a coding project isn't it because you you could make a a whole computer game based on that you know one one of those it'd be one of those old things that i don't know if anyone remembers the old amstrad commodore 64 type things (laughs) where you basically have a little text thing come up they were you know pretty much choose your own adventure games weren't they um so yeah you you could maybe even have a, a coding lesson on it gosh I mean, I, d- I never thought we were going to get computing out of this. <laughs> this, um, And I know I said finally, but I've just seen something else on my notes, that, that um, the whole notion of actions having unseen and seen consequences. Ooh, so actually good. that Barabbas would have seen some of the consequences of his actions, for example, when he actually finally got caught and then got put in to prison and then was tried and found guilty. Actually, the unseen consequences of the other jokes... Mm. Mm. do jokes and inverted commas that he played actually he he didn't know the impact that stealing the um juiciest fruits from the grocer had on the grocer and his family Mm. 
So actually, he may not have had everything that he needed to sell that day yeah. um, because Barabbas had stolen it and therefore couldn't maybe eat as much with his family. So actually, that notion of you might do something and you never know the consequences of it. And you can spin that both the positive and the negative. Yeah. So actually, you might say something to somebody that really helps them in their day that you never get recognised mm. for. So there's mm. that whole, even that hero linking back to what we d- talked about in the last session, actually, that um, notion of being a hero. And actually, sometimes you don't always know the impact of your actions Indeed, yeah. and you you might be a hero to somebody that you don't even know about as well. Absolutely, yeah. And that is my real finally. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get to know me, Chris. I have loads of finalists. Okay, that's all right. Chris, do you have any more PSHE for ages 7 to 11? Well, yes, actually, building on something we've just heard, it's about the choices. And I want to go on to responsibility because part of growing up, a subject close to many children's hearts is all the time they're having to learn to take on responsibilities it could be just having the right clothes having the right, having done your homework stuff like that hmm. but as you get older it's about taking on more responsibilities so you don't have to be asked by your parents to do this stuff or you know to be asked by your teachers can you remember to do this can you remember to do that but taking on more and more responsibilities yeah. a fun thing to do is get children to what sort of responsibilities will i be taking on at the age say of 11 Hmm. or 15 or 16 or 18 or or as we get older and actually if you ask children that you get some fascinating responses and you can see okay that's their parental their parental influences coming through Hmm. but the whole idea of not just i'm going to be able to do this but what are you going to be responsible for Hmm. which is a slightly different thing are there some difficult responsibilities that you might not be looking forward to are there some responsibilities that you find very difficult but what I'd, what I'd be interested in doing is taking the whole idea of responsibility and then using some real-life examples of how people have handled it. Like, I'm sure many of the people in primary school are looking forward to having responsible jobs when they're older. You know, the police, the, the armed services, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some will be looking forward to the responsibilities of being parents. But taking on the difficult responsibilities, hmm, are you up for it? Are you up for putting other people first? Because that's one of the greatest steps you have to take on. And, of course, we can take it on at any age. But are you prepared to put other people before you? And that's quite a hard thing. (laughs) We adults, we still struggle with it. Mm. There's a famous story from the Second World War, a real-life one, about there was a ship which put the crew decided to put other ships first. It was during the Battle of the Atlantic when Britain was having lots of ships going back and forth in convoys, bringing all the food and everything else we needed. And there was a great danger of being attacked by German submarines. And so the Royal Navy, which didn't have enough ships, put together a a fleet of escorts, which were basically normal merchant ships with a few guns on and things like that, with Royal Mm. Navy crews. And they were in charge of keeping a whole convoy safe, you know, like a shepherd, you know, looking after the sheep, going back and forth. Yeah. And then there was one ship called the Jarvis Bay, and they were doing one of these journeys when suddenly out of the mist came a dirty great German battleship called the Admiral Scheer. Now, <laughs> what do you do in that situation? The sensible thing, of course, if you're on just a ship with a few little guns, is run away and just tell the convoy to scatter. Mm. What the crew of the Jarvis Bay did is, we're going to attack. We are going to go straight for the German battleship, and they won't be able to avoid us. 
And while we're doing that, the others can get away. Mm. And that's what they did. And there was a battle for about 20 minutes or so, by the end of which the Jarvis Bay had sunk and virtually all the other ships got away. The captain of one of the ships that got away said, it was like seeing a bulldog attacking a lion. Hmm. What they did. And it's a fascinating tale. It'll make a great film one day. But the whole notion of putting others first is interesting. Yeah. And, you know, you can talk about sacrifice. You know, that's a real parallel with the Easter story. Mm. Um, you, you can do some creative writing. You know, imagine you were one of the crew on one of the convoy ships. And, of course, you can research this. It's on Wikipedia and everywhere else. Yeah. It's a great story, the Jarvis Bay. Mm-hmm. And you can you can even relate it to the, Jesus saying, I'm the good shepherd. You know, the, the hired shepherd just runs away if a wolf comes. But the good shepherd puts their life before their sheep. Mm. So you get some interesting comments or discussions about what it actually means to put yourself in somebody else's place, even to suffer in somebody else's place, which relates very much back to your story, yeah. Chip. Yeah. That's amazing. I hadn't thought about the theme of responsibility, but in, as soon as you started talking, Chris, that the quote from Spider-Man that with great power comes great oh, responsibility yes. came into my head. And I was just thinking, particularly for our older children, maybe our um, like nine to 11-year-olds in year five and year yes. six, actually really talking to them about actually their responsibility and like if they're the captain of the team they've got power like the football team that brings with it responsibility so actually you you shouldn't be somebody who leaves everybody you know the worst player just gets left all the time or gets picked last actually you need to be an includer actually looking at what the link between responsibility and if you have responsibility what that looks like and then I was even thinking about we've got a few children who are young carers and that are actually the responsibility that they have Mm. is very great and yeah. um, so just linking into and um, helping them to understand actually you know actually they're they're very sacrificial a lot of yeah, our yeah. young carers so just mm, thinking absolutely. that that links into quite a lot of what you've just said so yeah i'll throw in there's one other story we might come back to it later on it's um there's lots like this what happened on the titanic mm. but uh Women and children first. Mm. But that's another story. We'll come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) We certainly will. Uh, I I know we're kind of running out of time here, but I I did want to um, ask you both whether you would also um, look to your children to answer the question, why bother? Why take on responsibility? Why make sacrifices? Would that be something you'd look at as well? Yes. Well, certainly when it comes to they start doing um, things like sport, etc., Sorry, if you're going to keep eating those particular foods or whatever, mm. sorry, your overall performance will not be good. You're, the whole notion of discipline and being disciple and doing what your coach says mm. if you want to get good at something. Yeah. Now, that's purely on a personal basis, but then the whole notion of team. Mm. Again, there's the discipline of you might feel very angry about something, but actually containing what you say, containing your behaviour, because you've got to think of the team. Mm. And I guess yeah. you could even make that, that link of what you just said actually containing yourself to to actually the Easter story and the fact that Jesus was silent so like when he was when he was blamed um and when he was when he took Barabbas's place actually he didn't say anything so sometimes mm. your best mm. defense is to be silent and to think and to Ooh, stop yes. which comes back to our actually our decision trees that we were talking about so when should Barabbas <laughs> have stopped and and thought like actually yes Jesus being silent meant that there could be no 
nobody could say anything about against him because he was quiet. So sometimes mm-hmm. we actually the best defense that we have when we're cross or angry or when there's been injustice is to be silent so that you can yes. protect yourself. And then linking into what you just said, Chip, about actually children t- choosing to take on responsibility. I think there's so many opportunities in school, like mm-hmm. often you have school councils or eco councils where children put themselves forward and often have to write a speech. So we've, yeah. we have even from our um, year one children, they, they're part of school council and they have to tell the other children why they think they are a good candidate. And I think that links back into what mm-hmm. we were saying about words and the power of what you say um, say over yourself so actually we always know particularly as teachers we know that we always remember the things that have been negative that have been said about us and our teaching mm, rather than true. all of those positive things so I think it's good for children to think about why I'm good at this yeah. and for children to know the gold in each of them that's all really really brilliant but I'm just going to press you both a little bit further because um Chris you 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 made the good point that um you can compare sacrifice to the sort of sacrifices that a coach asks you to make in order to improve at something but when you're talking about the kind of sacrifices that were made on the Titanic um by the Jarvis Bay and also by Jesus um these are sacrifices you don't get to go on from no. you know you're 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 maybe taking a fall for someone i mean i i can remember as well from from, from times in, in my past when I was a child, I, I took the blame for things sometimes just to let the whole class go out for a break. Mm. Um, I don't know why I did that. I was really, really young at the time. <laughs> Noble. Um, and, you know, afterwards I felt very, very silly. But the thing is, you know, you, you do wonder why do people do that? Um, yes. And I'm sure there must be some children out there who, when faced with the choice, would think, well, why? Why would I do that? Why would I take on such responsibility, make such a sacrifice when actually it's way better for me and the people I love and the people who love me if I avoid it? Mm. Is this a conversation you would have with your children? And are there any answers you would have if you did? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's adults who couldn't handle that discussion, but there will be one or two children who would be interested in discussing it. Mm. But you'd have to be very sensitive about it because um, there's also foolhardiness. <laughs> and well, yeah. children need to be protected sometimes from their own faulty sense of heroism. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking that if you were going to address it with children, I think it is, again, it's, we said, the power of story, the safe place for them to be able to discuss real, real issues. Um, actually, what we could do is start with scenarios that that they know that are known to them so the example you gave chip that you know the whole class is staying in at break time the teacher said if someone comes forward and says it was me then Mm. everyone can go out would you go forward and say it was you even if it wasn't why would you do that why wouldn't you do that you could start with that and very and then say actually then then we're looking at this story and there's a character called jesus who didn't have to step into Um, that place Mm. of Barabbas but he did like why do you think he did would you if you were Jesus Mm. because because you're going to get crucified that's the that is the um you know where you know where this decision is going and obviously you'd probably need to give the children a bit of context of like the fact that Jesus knew it was coming and he Mm. he made the decision not to flee from the garden and and enable him to get arrested he knew Mm, who was going to betray him you'd need to give them that little bit as well that he'd made decisions even before that moment 
So yeah. why did he do that? Why, you know, if you were Jesus, would you, you know, would you have the courage to go through with that? Mm. Why, why mm. not? So you can make it into story characters. There's probably other characters from other stories who had big decisions to make that made them like the Titanic you're going to talk about later, Chris. Like, would you have the courage as a man to put your child and your wife on the boat? Indeed. Mm. Yes or no? Yeah. And for the record, obviously, there there is the issue that if you do admit to something that you haven't done, that means that the real perpetrator may not learn their lesson and will go on and do it again. So you get blamed a second time. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they go free. They get they don't have to endure the punishment, yeah, which exactly. is what we're yeah, yeah. And there's there's another story of um that's similar that's a judge in court and that a man comes in who's guilty of the crime and then the judge's son comes in and says, I'll take his place and the judge sends him to prison. Mm. Um because to let the other person go free, that's a similar story to the I think that's why it's important in the telling of the Barabbas story I've got here that we see Barabbas suffer. Yes. You know, he, he yes, he gets out, but he does go through this period where he does genuinely think he is going to yes. die. He doesn't, um, as soon as the guard comes on and says, okay, you're free to go, um, think, oh, yay, and, and run away. Because he's already experienced that moment where the guards play a trick on him and sort mm. of um, leave him the key. So he thinks he can get mm. out and then he realizes he can't he suspects that it's a joke in yeah. that moment he thinks oh no you someone like jesus isn't going to take a place of someone like me mm. so i think everything that we've just discussed here um is why it's really important that there is some kind of punishment for barabbas yeah. he goes through some some element of concern yes. yeah and i don't think i ever think about that until i read the story like i obviously i knew barabbas was in prison and that he was freed because of mm. the crowd chose him over Jesus um but actually I don't think I ever thought he was in prison and therefore would have suffered so mm. but I think like you're saying it's good to remind children actually every one of our actions has got consequences yes. and sometimes they're mm -hmm. small consequences like you have to say in a break time sometimes they're bigger consequences yeah so I think that is really really important and and just something you said prompted some some more of my thinking like when the guards played the joke on Barabbas I wonder if he suddenly thought actually now I know that it's not good to play jokes on other people because mm. that's what mm. I was doing and having that taste of your own medicine type of um discussion as well there's so many opportunities I was literally like I couldn't stop typing about PSHE. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Hey, <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll have um, opportunity to revisit some of these themes when yes. we're talking about Aryan philosophy next week." Yes, right. But for I'm now, sure we will. <laughs> well, yes, we'll revisit the Titanic later this week. But for now, folks, I'm afraid that's all we have time for. So, if you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners. Please let us know on social media using at Teach Happily or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please do also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Barabbas will help us teach English. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And we, we hope, hope to, to hear, hear your, your story, story soon. soon.